0: Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. All right, are you all ready for the Bible today? All right, I'm going to open up today with James chapter 5, verse 16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer, did you say effective prayer? The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Let's take a moment, and let's pray. Father, we love you today and we thank you so much, God, for your word and your presence. Lord, to come here today and just worship you. Ah, oh, what's our privilege to honor you and to say, Lord, you have been so good to us. And Lord, we just Commit this time and this year to you, and we just say, Lord, thank you. Visit us, Lord. We we are here for you, not to go through motions, but here to glorify you, here to grow in you. We are proud to say, Jesus, we want to follow you. So, Lord, let our hearts be open as we hear your word today. Let every one of us hear something that's just for us. And Lord, I pray for the empowerment and the wisdom of your spirit, God. Lord, help me to preach your word in a way that honors you. It's in your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. Uh, I love how the American Standard puts that verse. It says the effective prayer. I love that. How many of y'all like effective prayer? Come on, right? Effective prayer rather than ineffective prayer. It says that an effective prayer can accomplish much. And I am like all about that. Like I want prayer that works not not so that I can manipulate the world around me. That's not the intention of prayer. Not uh, not no, but so that I can see like God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Like Lord, let Your will be done. That's part of the Lord's prayer, right? Which is let Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that I can see like God's heart, God's goodness, um, His power. Express today, because you know the things that are happening in the New Testament with uh, miracles and freedom that comes over people's lives and this new, fresh life of being born again. Like that is New Testament Christianity, and I want all of it. Would you like all of it? Yeah. Amen. The, this past summer, um, it it I was really convicted about prayer. It, it felt like for a while there, it seemed like everything I read. Um, was touching on the subject of prayer. Have you ever had that happen where the Holy Spirit like brings something to your attention and like you could be reading the Wall Street Journal and it talks about prayer and you're just like where is this coming from and you realize it's the Lord right and you're every license plate is prayer one and prayer two and you're like um, okay I'm, I'm getting the message and the prevailing thought was we we need to pray better and when it's a sticky thought like that, I'm typically like, that's a Holy Ghost thought. And I thought, you know, as a, as a congregation, um, one of the things that I want to see for us is I want to see our prayer muscles, our prayer brawn, if you will, just get larger. And how do you make a muscle larger? Well, you use it, right? You exercise it. You intentionally work out that muscle group. So for this year um, at Victory, we are making prayer our our theme for the whole year, not for like a month, not for a couple days, not for a week fast, but actually just for the entire year we're going to hit on prayer. It doesn't mean every message all the time will be on prayer, but it's going to be throughout the year, this emphasis of prayer in a lot of different ways, in our groups, on Sunday mornings, um, in your personal life, and we together are going to grow in our prayer capacity. Amen? Amen? And so, um, One of the things that we have for you is we have a a resource page that we prepared for you on prayer, and I'm going to share more about that later. Uh, But to kick off the year, um, we're going to have a a week of prayer and fasting. And on Monday of this past week, uh, I sent out an email about this and um, that our fast would start tomorrow and uh, Monday and that it would go through Sunday. And I want to encourage you to prayerfully choose a fast. Um, And I'm going to talk more about like the various ways that you can fast. But the the key there is to prayerfully choose something to fast. And um, and the purpose of the fast is to focus on God. It's not just to deny ourselves. It's actually to bring honor to God and to humble ourselves before God. And if I were to really like simplify it, it's whatever you're fasting, you're going to substitute that with time with God in time in his word, whatever you're fasting. So if it's social media, it's like, I'm gonna use my scroll time as time with God, amen? Whatever it is you're fasting. If you're fasting a meal or meals, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend that time with the Lord. And I'll give you some more practical insights about that. But first, what I wanna do is I wanna go into the word, and I wanna teach you something about uh, fasting from Isaiah chapter 58, um, which talks about fasting. So I'm gonna start with Isaiah 58, Verse 1, it says this, Shout it aloud, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet, declare to my people their rebellion and to their descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them Verse 3, why have we fasted, they say, and, why, and we have not seen it, and you have not seen it. Why have we humbled ourselves, and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please, and you exploit all your workers. Now, what's happening here is in the beginning of Isaiah 58, we're finding a people of God, uh, Israel at that time, they were fasting, but they were doing it wrong. Have you ever done the right thing the wrong way? Yeah, fasting is one of those things where you can definitely do the right thing and do it wrong. I have my own experiences in Bible college where I got into super legalism with fasting. Like I would end a fast and I would like, I'd finish my prayer time and I would be on my way to breakfast and I would hear this voice go, fast another day. And I would be like, but I can taste the morsels in my mouth. You know, it's like, what do you mean fast another day? And so I would listen to this voice because I wanted to do what God wanted me to do. and And what I realized was, it wasn't the Lord. It was the enemy. And I was getting into bondage and legalism rather than the freedom that God brings through things like fasting. And so I had to learn that one the hard way. I'd love for you to not learn that one the hard way. Uh, if you can pick that up for me, please do, because uh, I, I had some unraveling to do. But they were doing it wrong. Um, because they were using fasting in Israel at that time. They were using it as manipulation, a way to get their way. Have you ever had the thought, you don't have to answer this out loud, I'm going to do this for God so that he'll do that for me. You know, like, that's manipulation, uh, right? And that's what was happening. It was like, you know what, we need God to like come through in my IRA, and I need you know, more money in my checking account. and so I think I'm going to fast, and then I'm going to see it come through. And God's like, do you think I'm not wise to that? like? I'm, I'm giving just an example, if you will. But basically, they were using that fasting for manipulating. Verse 4 says, Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife, and in the striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is not this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is, is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is it is that what you call a fast a day acceptable to the Lord? So they were doing it wrong, and one of the fruits of the fact that they were doing it wrong was when their fast ended, they were all at each other's throats. They're all fighting, and there's a British word, niggly. They were all niggly with each other, where they were just like frustrated and, and anxious and angry with one another. It says that they were exploiting their workers, which if you have ever fasted food you, or caffeine or something like that, you know exactly what they're talking about. You're just like, you're fasting, like yes, for the Lord, but I'm mad. I'm just angry right now. I don't know why. Well, that's your flesh. That's your carnal nature going, I want food. I want it back. What you took from me, give it back. And there's something when it's a God-led, Holy Spirit-led thing where you just look at yourself and you go, self? Like you're having a conversation, self? and your self's like, what? (laughs) You are not getting what you want. You need to simmer down. You know, you just kind of like put yourself in your place. You know, I remember last year, um, it was it was around this time of year I was on this Zoom conversation with a pastor friend and he gets on the call and he says I got to tell you he says normally I don't take any meetings this week I was like why not he goes cuz this starts my 21 day fast and I just know I'm just mad all week <laughs> He didn't say I'm mad all week he just said I don't trust myself with people for the first few days because I'm just so frustrated he goes but I knew I could be real with you so you know we're having this meeting I said oh thanks uh, I, I texted that, that pastor friend because the Lord had me start part of my fast a little early this week. I think it was probably to get in pre- preparation for this morning. And uh, I told him, I said, I haven't had caffeine. I said, how are you doing? He goes, oh, I don't, I'm doing great. I don't start till next week. <laughs> He's like, you got this. And I'm like, I'm so tired. <laughs> Literally Friday, I'm halfway through my work day and I took a nap. I was just like, I'm so tired. <laughs> You know, in verses 2 and 3 of chapter 58, what we see in the midst of the rebuke of how they're doing it wrong, we actually see some of the right reasons for fasting. And fasting begins with this concept of humbling ourselves, right? And um, you can go too far with this, where, um, but it is, it's actually very healthy to humble ourselves. And it's good to say It's not about me. It's good to say that, you know what, God? I'm small, and you are big. And it's good to say, I don't need to be in control. I know you're a big and powerful God, right? It's good to say that, you know, Lord, without you, I don't really have anything of real value. And everything around me loses its value without you in the midst of it, right? Um, Another thing that we see out of these verses is, a purpose for fasting is to seek the Lord and to like you know, to, to be more deliberate about how we seek him. You know, like, God, I, I want to know you more. God, I, I want to know your ways. Sometimes we're afraid of his ways, right? We're like, I'm afraid of what he's going to say. But you know, he can be trusted. He has your best interest at heart in the sense that he knows what's really good for you. And I just encourage you, to just like open up your heart like say, God, I just want more of you. And when we seek his ways, we, can, we seek to know his will and his wisdom for our lives. And during a fast, one of the things that happens is your flesh is acting up. Your flesh is frustrated and, and kind of like, I want my Facebook back, or I want my caffeine back, or whatever it is that, you know, you uh, whatever it is that you're giving up. Um, but the thing that's happening as you're telling yourself hey simmer down it's going to end someday is you are ruling over yourself with your spiritual nature and what happens is your spiritual nature your spiritual man actually becomes more sensitive to the voice of the lord as your flesh is is dying and it's it's kind of like your antennas hear more your antennas receive more And there's a greater sensitivity. And so sometimes we think of just the what we go without, but actually it's kind of like turning up the signal of our ability to just kind of sense the the, the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Another reason that we fast is we ask the Lord to come near to us. A lot of times in the Old Testament, the reason they would fast is they got themselves in a pickle and they were like in a lot of trouble and they were like, you know what, we've done wrong and we need to repent, we need to fast and we need to ask the Lord to, to come and, and to fix this. The concept of asking the Lord to come near in the midst of a fast. I, I want to come into your presence, Lord. I just want to be with you and be in your presence. Not a lot has to happen. Not even a lot has to always be said, but I want to be in your presence. And um, As we lay down the fleshly nature there's just just this kind of beautiful communion that happens in a fast um, uh, another reason that it gives in Isaiah 58 for fasting is to ask God to move to ask God to do something in an area like I I've been building a list right of some things that I either have been praying for or want to pray for that during my fast I'm just asking the Lord to move Like in certain uh, families' situations, and certain uh, people's physical bodies, and things that they're dealing with, I've just got kind of like this list of I'm building, and I'm like, you're, you know, this is my short list of things that I'm praying through during my fast because you know, God, yeah, we can ask Him to move, we can ask the Lord for breakthrough. And we can ask confidently. We can ask in faith, knowing that he's a good God who has good plans for his people. And we should ask with that confidence, and we should ask with that faith, and we should just stop short of fasting to manipulate. Because remember how earlier I said, you don't fast to get, right, from a plain standpoint. But can you intercede, and can you ask, and can you go before the Lord and ask big of the Lord? Absolutely. Absolutely but we don't use it as manipulation. It's such a subtle thing, but it's an important thing for our own hearts. Because when we manipulate God, it, you know, it's, it's really idolatry. Like, it's like, if I do this, you'll do that. And it's, it's almost like Old Testament where they would bring a sacrifice and say, okay, if we bring this sacrifice, that idol will bring us the rain. We don't treat God that way. But do we go and ask him for the rain? Yeah. Absolutely. Because he's the God who brings the rain and brings provision and brings health and brings strength, amen? Subtle difference, but an important difference nonetheless. So let's learn more about effective fasting, that, that kind of fasting that pleases the Lord as we continue to read here in Isaiah 58. Verse 6 says this, Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke. And to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor and wandering with shelter? And when you see the naked, to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then, this is, this is a beautiful part. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. And your healing will appear quickly. And your righteousness will go before you. And the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. But this scripture is saying, don't make it just about you. It's a hey, look and notice other people in other situations serve others, put others first, and, you know, find opportunities to to bless other people and to recognize what other people are going for. We don't want fasting to become this spiritual discipline where we we just go into some cocoon and we're just like, it's just me and Jesus and it's only about me and Jesus. No, he's saying, you know what, go out and bless someone. Go out and, and be a blessing. He goes, and then your healing will appear quickly. Uh, last night, um, we were at uh, Christmastown. It was uh, Abigail's uh, Christmas present to us. And so we're at Christmastown hanging out, and we're standing in this obnoxiously long line. We had, we had um, avoided the long lines all evening long. And my flesh was doing great. I'm fasting caffeine. We're in line. I'm doing fine. And we're sitting there. No, it's not a problem at all. I'm not tired. No, it's good. And we're standing in line, and I see this young lady, teenage lady with... Um, this sweatshirt talking about God's love and things like that, and it had posted across it like this: "I'm sorry for mean Christians." And there was something in me that just kind of rose up, and I'm I, I'm known for like calling people out in public and like just talking with them, like you know I I don't mind doing it at all, but I was just like, what an amazing sweatshirt to wear to Bush Gardens. You know, talking about all these things about God's love, and I'm sorry for mean Christians. And I looked at, she was, it was like you know, we were passing each other. You know how it's like every time you go through, you're like, hey, hey. So I, I started talking to her. I said, I love your sweatshirt. She goes, oh, thank you. And I just start encouraging, you know, her. And I was like, yeah, I just, I, I love the message. I think it's just a, such a positive, encouraging message, you know, that kind of thing. And we're, we're sitting there talking. And I don't do this often in public, but I just went out there. I'm a pastor because I knew that all of a sudden I was like, oh, a pastor has said he likes my sweatshirt. It's like, whatever, you know, let's go for it. And, and so they're where is your church? And, you know, they're up in Maryland and that kind of thing. We're just talking. And I just thought, man, let's just. Let's just like pour some encouragement into this young Christian lady who wore such a bold and loving and encouraging sweatshirt to Bush Gardens. It's not like she thought she wasn't gonna see anyone. And when we were finally getting onto the little sky ride thing, which was fun in the cold, um, <laughs> the war with the flesh the battle is real. I just looked at her and I said, y'all, her and her sister and her mom, I said, y'all are awesome. And just kind of got on there. And, you know, I just want to encourage you, like in the midst of whatever you're giving up and whatever you're doing, to ask God to help you to see people. And help, ask God to help you see others. Because we don't want fasting to be about us. We really want it to be about the Lord and his kingdom. What's wonderful is he already does care about us and already does love us and is a good father and a good shepherd. And and so I want to read to you uh, the rest of this Isaiah 58 piece, give you a little snippet out of it, and then I'm going to give you some practical things as well. But this Isaiah 58 is just a really beautiful scripture about fasting. There's so much to learn from it. It says in verse 9, Then you will call and the Lord will answer. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Come on. It's like, you do this right, you call, and I'm going to answer. Of course, part of that is because when we begin to ask according to his will, we begin to see a lot of good answers, right? You will cry for help, and he will say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the the pointing finger and malicious talk, there's a lot in here about how we treat others in the beginning and now again. And if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the new day. You know, any of our spiritual disciplines like fasting should be transformative. It should help us become a better version of ourselves. And that's what this is saying is that you know, if you do this right, it's going to transform you into a better person, not just an angry person fighting with people around you kind of thing. Verse 11, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. See, these are the things they were praying for. Um, and they will, and, and will rise up the age-old foundations, and you will be called repairer of the broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing what, as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight, the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by going, not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And it will cause you to to ride in triumph in the heights of the land and and to feast to the inheritance of your father Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And basically saying that if you you fast right, it's going to transform you, but it's also going to recalibrate some things. And at the end of this, he's dealing with the fact that they had been denying the Sabbath and denying the practice of, of what the Sabbath was supposed to be. I love, and I will, I will preach on this another day, how he calls the Sabbath a delight. Um, there's a lot of richness in that. Um, but I want to talk to you now about some practicals about fasting. Because, you know, I've mentioned several times, you can do it wrong, and I've made plenty of mistakes, and I would like you to learn from my own mistakes, okay? When I say prayerfully consider the type of fast you're doing, um, I don't say that as a cliche. I mean, literally, you should pray. Like, you should say, God, what is it that you are causing me to fast? I love, people are so honest with me, and they're just like, I. some people are like, I am not looking forward to this fast. Other people are like, I'm really excited about this fast. I'm like, that's kind of weird. But I get it. You're excited. Um, But there's part of you that's going, this is going to be terrible. Um, The flesh part, right? But to seriously pray because um, God can create a fast that ends up being life-giving. I don't mean prayerfully so that you just make it easy on yourself. Prayerfully so that it's spirit-led. If there's nothing in you that goes, this is hard, you're probably doing it wrong. (laughs) Right? If you're like, oh, I can do without that, you're probably doing it wrong. If you say, I'm not going to have sweets, but I'm going to really hit the salty hard, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) right? Like there's, there's ways that our flesh just goes, okay, all right, well, I'll go without such and such, but let's have a lot of such and such, you know. Yeah, no Facebook. You're on Twitter all day long, right? So the idea is substitution, right? How many days you're going to fast? We're, we're, we're calling it a, a church fast for the week. The Lord may call you to do shorter or longer. You know, you just need to listen to him. We're just, you know, throwing the seven days out there. What you'll fast, you know, you can uh, fast food all, and that's not fast food, but you can fast your food, um, all of it for you know for a certain number of days or a whole week. Um, You can do a Daniel fast where you're only eating you know fruits and grains and or or greens and things like that. Um, You can choose to just fast a meal or a couple meals or desserts. Now, I will tell you this: if you're fasting food, you really do want to be wise. Um, and especially you may need to talk to your doctor about it like kind of thing because we, we don't want to be like, so spiritual that we're not, you know, we don't have wisdom, right? We don't want you passing out in the hallway kind of thing. And when you're fasting any kinds of food, you should drink a lot of water. That's just practical, right? Um, you can fast um, coffee, caffeine, sodas. You can fast social media, television. The key is what you're substituting. This is the whole part of it. The thing that you're going out, it's not just about what you're going without. It's about, I'm now going to put in that place some more time with God and more time in his word. And, uh, you know, you want to be physically prepared for it. Like, um, you're fasting certain foods and things like that. You may have headaches and you might have bad breath, but that's a good heads up, right? You may need more sleep and uh, in, in, in plenty of water. And recognize that like, if you get cranky, you're not unspiritual. You're like all of us. When your flesh doesn't get something, it goes, hey, I'm mad. Feed me, whatever it is, right? Um, One of the things that we put together for you is a fasting guide. And um, we've got this paper copy if you're in the in-person service. There's some in the foyer. Um, We also have it digitally on our prayer resources page. Um, And the prayer resources page, there's a lot of ways that you can get it. Some of us just like like it digital on our phones, like, and so if you go to the church center app and you click on the home button, there's a link there that says prayer resources, and it's got a bunch. I'm going to talk about more of them um, in the next coming weeks, but the very first thing that's on there is this prayer guide in a digital fashion, and basically this is it's got some of the things I've talked about with fasting. But it also has like a seven-day devotional that you can do about your identity in Christ found in the the book of Ephesians. And so this is like when you're looking for what do I want to substitute, this is one of the things that you can use to substitute. Um, Also on that prayer um, resource page are books on prayer and things like that as well. Um, If you saw the email that went out Monday about our fast, there's a link to that prayer resource page there. If you go to victorychristian.church, one of the very first things you see on victorychristian.church is prayer resources. You just click on that. And so we've tried to make it really easy for you to find it. Um, but what my prayer for you and, and my prayer has been for you is that you would just be led by the Holy Spirit about how to fast. And there's an individualness about it as well as a corporate thing about it, Right? And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's January and we've all gone into the weight room together. It's like, all right, cool. And we were like, what am I going to do, right? And um, (laughs) I want to make a joke about Austin and say, Austin's going to teach us all the things to do in the gym because Austin, Austin's a gym rat. Um, (laughs) But you know what? Just do what you know to do and just begin time with God, time in his word, and just let him speak and let him move and let it be life-giving. And, you know, if during the week or during the time, if you are having a challenge or something like that, don't feel like you have to, like, do this alone. Reach out to someone. Send them a text, right? I just bit my family's head off and, you know, I really miss my coffee, um, you know, kind of. thing. And, uh You know, just ask for some prayer support and for somebody to be there with you. But um, I would also encourage you to be intentional as you're going into it. Make yourself a list. You know, here's some things I'm going to talk to the Lord about. Not I'm ordering from him, but we're going to talk about this, but then I'm just going to waste a lot of time on God this week. And and I just believe that it's going to be life-giving to you, especially if you pray about the thing that you should fast and how you should fast this week. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with me? We're gonna, uh, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God will give us wisdom um, in how to fast and that it will be um, a life-giving thing for every single one of us. Does that sound good? Next week, we're all going to walk in here and we're going to like, now, who should I stay apart from, you know, the bad breath thing. And let's pray. Lord, as we come before you today, uh, this idea of fasting, um, Lord, it's a, it's a biblical, like, spiritual discipline. And uh, some of us have no experience with it. Some of us have plenty of experience with it. But, Lord, what I love about church families, we just all start together. And so, Lord, um, let your Holy Spirit speak to every individual as they come and just say, Lord, how and what would you have me to fast? Uh, Father, let, let it just be a Holy Spirit thing. We're not comparing fast. We're not trying to impress each other. We're not trying to show off about our fast. Uh, Father, this is between you and us. And frankly, not necessarily public information. It's between us. So Lord, lead us and guide us. And I pray, Lord, that as we do that, and as our flesh uh, you know, um, has its say, Lord, let your Holy Spirit, let our spirits have its say. May we rule over our carnal nature. And may we, Lord, have just good time with you. Good time in your word. Let your word come alive. Let your, let your Holy Spirit speak to us, Lord. Father, as a congregation, speak. Individually, speak. And I also pray, God, today that for some folks that there will be ex- uh, breakthroughs in some people's lives some that they've been praying for, some that they didn't even know to pray for, but God, that there would just be some breakthroughs. Father, that we will come out on the other side more free. Father, more excited for you. Come on, on the other side closer to you. Father, we give you glory and we give you honor and we thank you, God, for the opportunity to just love you and to worship you. And we just commit this to you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray, amen thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.